0: You're listening to Westside Church. For more information, visit us at westsideinfo.com.
1: All right, uh, today is Sunday. It's the, um, the last uh, Sunday of 2015. Um, I don't know why I like that, but I do. It's uh, we're right before New Year, and we're at the end of this year. And that prompts something in me. Um, I don't know what it is, but it, um, there's an excitement. And I just want to say, um, as I was praying uh, for this service, there's already been some prophetic words that have been given, and they're right in line with um, what the Lord has put on my heart, and he wants to minister uh, to us today. And it's not done now that the worship team um, has sat down. He wants, to, he wants to encourage. He wants to speak. He wants to bring freedom. And um, I don't want to get ahead of myself, so um, I'm going to start with a bit of a story. Those of you that know me know that I like to tell stories. You know I love the weather. <clears throat> Last Thursday was Christmas Eve. I also worked for PG&E, and we had a storm blow through, if you remember. And <clears throat> so um, I wanted to be here. We had a 3 o'clock, a 4.30, and a 6 service. Uh, at PGE when there's a storm, they say all hands. It's all hands. Uh, everybody stays. But I'm watching the clock and I'm watching the radar. And by about 2:30, we had basically been missed. Our county had been missed. The storm hit pretty hard south of us, Amador County, and south of that. And I'm like, yeah. I'm watching the clock, and it's three o'clock, and and we're starting to release people. And I'm going, I might make the four o'clock or the 4:30 service, right? And so I'm, I'm like, this is, this is good. And then I get this text at 3.15, and it says this, extreme alert, tornado warning in this area till 4 p.m. This is from the National Weather Service. Take shelter now. <laughs> Check, and I'm like, I, I, I. many things went through my head. I'm like, really, a tornado in December in El Dorado County? Really? Okay. El Nino? All right, maybe. Take shelter now? Well, I don't know about that. But, um, but anyway, um, it, uh, it changed the complexion of our office. It really did. There was uh, excitement. And nobody took shelter. Everybody went outside. <laughs> and I'll tell you why they went outside. Joey, can you throw up the first one? All right, that doesn't quite do just, justice. Um, go to the next one. All right, maybe a little bit better, and then the last one. <clears throat> All right, um, yeah, you had to be there, but that is the okay. The storm, if you just the storm moved this way, like over this area, and then that way, south of us. So it, it cleared and as it was heading towards Somerset. I'm thinking outages and transformer failures and. All this, but that looks more like a fire burning than a storm. It really does. And here's the thing. I was standing out there, and I'm surrounded by like maybe 12 or 13 co-workers, and they're in awe. And one guy who was born and raised up here, John Simpson, he said, I've never seen anything like that before in my life, ever. And I'm like, the heavens declare the glory of God. <clears throat> I didn't say that to him, but I'm thinking, and the sky. The sky above proclaims his handiwork. That his, his awesomeness—it cannot be ignored—and it was um, it was so fun. And I don't know. Yeah, you know, it's uh, like I said. I love the weather. I love seeing the power of the Almighty God in the weather. This was a supercell. It was an F one tornado, actual F one tornado that uh, that hit. That's um, there's actually an F zero tornado. This one had had rotation of like 70 miles per hour or a little bit more. So anyway, enough of that. Now you know a little bit more about me if you're new here. <clears throat> so, uh, Joey, can you throw up uh, that next verse, 2 Corinthians? Uh, Behold, now is a favorable time. Behold, now is the day of salvation. Now I had this verse uh, before Martha um, gave her... Um, or call the salvation up here. And I just... Um, the, the Bible says that the Lord orders our footsteps. And if you're here today and you're not saved, um, He brought you here. And, um, and there's a purpose. And if you have felt any kind of an anointing, um, a presence that's just good through worship... Through the words that were given, that is the Lord working through His people. And He loves you. He wants a relationship with you. The Bible says all have sinned, everybody. So you're a sinner, I'm a sinner. The first thing we do is we say, Lord, I've sinned. That's it. And then the next thing we do is say, Lord, I have no idea what I'm doing, but what I felt here today and what I'm feeling now. I want to have faith in that. I want to trust that. And I want to believe that you came, that you were nailed to a cross, <clears throat> that you rose again for me. And I want a relationship with you. You can do that today. So, <clears throat> onward. Two weeks ago, Caleb Booth, uh, we had what we call Friends of Westside here. Caleb Booth, who we... Um, Um, he came up from Turning Point Church in Southern California. We have a relationship with this young man. His wife came also. And he had a a prophetic deposit for this body for us here at Westside. He had a word for us. Does anybody remember what it was? It was, yeah, ripe, ripe. That was something that God gave Caleb for you. I looked up the definition of ripe, and it's this <clears throat> arriving at such a stage of growth or development as to be ready for use. That's ripe. Um, Frank knows all about ripeness. Now, what does that mean for us as a church? We, we've hit a spot where the Lord says, West Side, you are ripe. What does that mean for you as individuals? You've come to a spot where you are ripe, and I want to use you. I want to use your giftings. You're ready. Don't let the enemy rip that off from you. That's a deposit for you, and it's a deposit for us. And why? So we can advance the kingdom of God. Amen? Amen. He also had four points, and I'm going to go through very quickly. He said we had to fight to live radically and passionately for Christ. Don't be dull to the things of God. Don't be non-radical about what you believe. Young kids, remember what you've been brought up under. Believe your beliefs. Don't let the world rip you off. <clears throat> Fight to keep Jesus to focus. Stay humble and hungry for Jesus. I love that. Don't let us become more than Jesus. Greater is he that is in me than me that is in me. fight for unity, be a part of something bigger than yourself, doing things well for God, and fight to be a part of what God is doing, be the best you can in God. Excuse me. Um, Looking at this thing about unity, fight for unity. Um, Unity is a core value here at Westside. And so I I paused there and I pondered um, that word unity and what it meant and how we do that here at Westside. In Psalm uh, 133, 1-3, it says, Behold how good and pleasant it is when brothers and sisters dwell in unity. This is the Lord saying this. For there the Lord has commanded the blessing, life forevermore. That's the ESV version in the King James. <clears throat> Behold how good and how pleasant it is when brethren To dwell together in unity. For there the Lord commands the blessing, even life evermore. He commands a blessing when we gather together. In this format or, or two together in unity. There's a blessing that God commands. And we should come every Sunday at every small group, whatever it is, expecting the blessing from the Lord, because he, co- he commands it, and he's faithful to do it, to give it, to deliver it. And he doesn't say where, when, or how, or who. But he commands a blessing. Amen. When we stand, um, oh, unity, what does that look like? It's when we're all in one accord, and step to the same drum, moving in the same direction, oneness of mind, oneness of feeling, harmony combined into one. <clears throat> when we stand unified with Christ at the center, God commands his blessing on his church, and he delights in doing so. I want us to get that, to know that. He loves blessing his children. And when we're unified around his son, he blesses. Is it okay to ask God for a blessing? Who has a hard time asking for gifts here? Yeah, you said yes. The answer is yes. You can you can it's okay to ask God for a blessing. How about how about something He's cultivated in you? Or a word that's been spoken over you three or four years ago that has not been brought to fruition yet. Lord, I want that. Lord, bring that. Lord, what do I need to do, Father, for that to bear fruit in my life? He will answer that. He wants to. Um, the reason we can ask for a blessing is found in Genesis. Well, there's many examples in the Bible, but Genesis chapter 32. I love this story. Um, this is Jacob in his broken humanity wrestling with God all night. And what's he wrestling for? He wants his blessing. The Lord uh, blessed him years earlier, and he didn't have yet, and he wanted that blessing. And he wasn't perfect. This is the uh, passage. Then he said, this is God, let me go, for the day has broken. But Jacob said, I will not let you go unless you bless me. And he said to him, what is your name? And he said, Jacob. Then he said, he being God, your name shall no longer be called Jacob, but Israel, for you have striven with God and with men and have prevailed. There's a couple of guys in the Bible that um, are pretty good with unifying people. One is uh, King David. David. Second Samuel chapter twenty-three verse eight. It's a great story of David's mighty men. Um, he was very skilled at unifying his guys for battle, and uh, God brought victory over victory over victory. In <clears throat> this one story, I love this because David is—he's um, in a, a garrison. I think he's in a cave actually, and the Philistines are occupying Jerusalem, <clears throat> and he's just to himself. He just said, Lord, that I would have a drink from the well outside the gates of Jerusalem. He just said that to himself because he was so thirsty. His guys, the mighty men, they hear this from their captain. And they go in unity into the Philistine encampment. They get the water and they bring it back and they give it to him, to David. That's that's amazing to me. These guys loved him so much and were in such unity with their commander in chief that they would go do this and david upon receiving the water he couldn't drink it because of what they had done and he gave it as an offering to god david he's a man after my own heart so says the lord the other guy is uh, jesus he was pretty good at unifying people <laughs> He took 12 um, very, very common, ordinary, uneducated, for the most part, guys. And he unified them. And I just want to say, part of his team was Matthew, the tax collector, right? He was, he was extorting his people, collecting taxes for the Romans who were occupying uh, Jerusalem. And then there was um, the other guy, um, Simon, the, the, the zealot. He was a terrorist, he was. Read about him. He hated the Roman occupation. And he, he fought against it. And, he, and Jesus put these two guys on his team. And he unified these guys. So, so what happened with all that? What's the result of this? They walk with Jesus. And they talk with him. They eat with him. They pray with him. They receive his teaching. They, they see him on the cross, crucified. He is risen three days later. He comes back. He comes back and he sees them again. And then he is ascended to heaven. And then where do they go? They're like, well, they're all together in a room. And what happens? The Holy Spirit, bam, falls on these guys. All of them. Peter preaches. His first preach It's the first New Testament service that was given. And over 2,000 years ago, over 2,000 years From then, here we are now preaching the same message of the goodness of Christ and the freedom that he brings and the hope and the the strength to endure the world that we're in and the the um, the grace, the grace that we can extend to people that need it. It's from the Lord. So how is how a church, us, to be unified? That's in Acts chapter 2. And they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and the fellowship, to the breaking of bread and the prayers. So as a church... When we are united and purposeful and unwavering and faithful and committed to our weekend services, this is the apostles' teaching here, the breaking of bread, which we do at every service, fellowship, which is all of our home groups that we have, and prayer, which Westside prayer is a major and we do a lot of it, you can be fully expectant that God is faithful to feel his word, is going to bless. And I've seen it over the years here at West Side. So what does that look like um, as far as just us gathering in unity? I thought about this. How, how do we do that here? You got that next slide, Joey? Is it up there? All right. Um, I kind of debated whether or not to put this up there because I don't want to have anybody, you know, I don't want to lose anybody here But um, with my math calculations. <clears throat> so our, our, weekend, our weekend services, just, just there's 52 weeks to a year, and we have three services, so 52 times three. And I subtracted three because sometimes we, you know, there might be like a holiday or something. So I just took like three out. And these are just averages, all right? And then I thought about, um, I thought about Christmas Eve. And I go, well, those three come right back in, but it was too late. <laughs> so, <clears throat> so basically, we got 153 um, times that we meet. And roughly about 385 people attend here on the three services. That's an average. Maybe a little, I'd say it's a little low. So that's 58,905 times we gather in unity, basically, throughout the year, just in the service. First Wednesday prayer, that's a core value here. We missed one of those years, so that's 11, and we have probably more than 65 people on average, but I did 65. That's 715. I did not want to leave out the 6.30 a.m. Wednesday prayer, Sue Ricard, Jan Fagan, two, and the faithful too, and I'm there too at times. Um. 47 times two people, 94 peeps in total. <laughs> it matters. <laughs> and then our small groups. Um, this, this we meet twice, oh, I think six months and twice a month, so that's 12. So that's what I came up with. And we got about 23 small groups right now. Yeah. <laughs> and I just did 20. I think there's probably more than 20 if we average it. So that's 5,520. So just those four ministries total up to 65,234 times we gather in unity in the name of Jesus. That's just those four. We got Westside Wheelers that do once a year. We got the Sunday 7 a.m. men's Bible study. That's a small group. Um, Chuck's going to share a little bit later about that. Our worship team back here. Um, that's a whole preach in itself. Just, just remember the story of Jericho when the seven priests and the seven man, ram's horns and they march around the city blowing the ram's horn, worshiping. On the seventh day, they do it, they, I think they did it one, one time for six days. On the seventh day, they did it seven times in the walls of Jericho. Worship is It's powerful. Other ministries, I'm going to go quick here. Um, okay, ministry meaning that we are gathered united in Jesus and His calling for this church. Okay, we got a huge children's ministry. Uh, that includes preschool, baby holding ministry, training times. <clears throat> we got a youth ministry here. And, and you're in here today. That's awesome. Uh, high school ministry, women's ministry. I mean, that thing just, that list goes like that. Coffee ministry, custodial ministry, parking lot ministry, building and grounds ministry. Hospitality ministry, meals ministry, men's and women's advance in Tahoe every other year ministries, apostolic ministry, that's ascending culture. We believe, in the, uh, we believe in the apostolic, which just means you go, we send. Steve and Terry, they go out, and they minister to other churches around the world in the U.S. That also includes Cristo Vive Mexico. I don't know if Dave and Laura are here. And our 2016 theme is to have a going yeah. culture. Our deacon ministry, the deacons love and care for the people here. Our eldership ministry, we gather um, fairly often as an eldership to pray for you and to seek God and seek direction and, and, and fight for unity. Our eldership, all of our personalities are very different. And let me tell you, that's, it's, it's healthy. It's good. Um, Bible school. And there's others, and that's awesome. And I just want to say this. The Lord knows when His people are doing what they can to glorify His church, there is a cost. There is. There's sacrifice. There's a walking by faith. There's a fighting the good fight. And there must be a confidence in the hope and the promise we have in Christ to allow for all those things to happen throughout the year. And that's only through the power of Christ in us. And God blesses. God blesses. And he's faithful to do so. So I'm going to have the uh, four people come up that I asked for testimonies right now. If you could all come up together, please. Okay, Okay. Um, when I was preparing for this message, <clears throat> I, the Lord blesses, and um, He blesses in all circumstances. Um, when well, we're in the thick of it, and we're in the great of it, and I prayed for some names um, that He would have them come up and share about what He's done in their lives, and um, these four are here, and I think I'm gonna I'm gonna go this way.
2: <laughs> so
1: and when you're when you're done, stay up okay? Yeah.
2: All right. So I get to uh, read this because I can't memorize real good. So I'm gonna uh, do that. Uh, yeah. I, I help facilitate, lead a small group on Sunday mornings at 7 o'clock over here at, uh, at the church in C5. So that's just a little plug there I want to throw out that everybody wants to get up real early on 7 o'clock and, and, uh, join a bunch of men, uh, more than welcome, uh, 7 o'clock on Sunday mornings. So, and this has happened over about the last four years, uh, We've been gathering together, and uh, it's just been great. And uh, God kind of brought us all together, different times in our lives, and just a bunch of different walks of life. And uh, it's been awesome. And uh, I used to go to a group down in Folsom, and it just got to be a point where it was becoming a burden. So um, I kind of asked God, "Where were you going to bring me to another group? You know, I need I need another group to be a part of." And and I really didn't know how this was going to happen. So anyway, it uh, I was at a men's retreat, and God was speaking to Steve, and Steve kind of spoke to me, not personally, but through a bunch of uh, all of us at the same time. And I kind of thought, well, I guess, uh, what's this mean? You know, I mean, does this mean I'm supposed to do this? Am I supposed to step up? Am I supposed to get out of my comfort zone? Yeah. And, and, all that. and I had other people yelling at me um, to do that, so I kind of—I don't know if I reluctantly did it. I, I don't—I don't think that was part of it. I just think I—I I listened and um, and I kind of obeyed, and and that started becoming a theme uh, in my life. To being able to uh, give that out and show that and and run with that, and so. Those are kind of the things that unified us as a group and also just, as Joe was saying, commanded a blessing. And, uh, and those were, that was one thing that happened with that group for me. And um, so what, what I kind of understood was just us all coming together and being able to um, be a part of, of something as men and as brothers really was a blessing also. And also just the being able to um, know that somebody has your back. Somebody's praying for you. You know, your brothers are praying for you in situations. And um, that was awesome. Also just the fact that um, we can uh, get together on a weekly basis and study something um, we we try to study, you know, certain books. We have study guides, and and we sometimes get to the study guide. If, if something <laughs> if something else takes precedence, then that's what happens. We we run with that with each other, and um, we go, and and that's what matters. Also, is mm-hmm. that we're present um, for each other and for God, and God being present there with us.
3: Amen. And, um, Amen.
1: and we
2: really we, we see it. All the time. So again, I mean, this is a men's Bible study at 7 o'clock on Sunday morning.
1: So
0: So I've got so much stuff to say. It's just hard to get out. Um, So a lot of the same stuff. I mean, I've grown up in the area, going to different churches. Most of them, my parents would be taking me to. This is the first one I've ever attended by myself, you know, on my own. Considered my church, my family. You know, yeah. uh, and I just got to thank God for small groups. In the past like year and a half, mm. it's just been so so much blessing because of uh, taking a step just to you know, be vulnerable, open up. Yeah. You know, and then that allows so much blessing. It just takes away all the power from the devil. I mean, yeah. it's like yeah. whatever you're holding and <clears throat> you know, if you let it out.
1: It's just, Amen
0: you make connections, you build friendships, you get brotherhood, counseling, um, just good friends, you know, that that these connections are going to last, and amen. To support, mm. you can fall back on you know, when you get hit, you know, and there's people to pick you back up, and then you have, have a part in it yourself, it's just,
3: mm. it's amen, amen, <laughs> started about two years ago mike and i um mike was diagnosed with colon cancer in stage four but this journey in the last two years has not just been our journey it's been west side journey and in the last two years in ways that you know we don't even think about sometimes um your prayers i know some of you out there have prayed for mike every day and -hmm. i know the prayers are there um Text. I am not a text person. I'm just learning and this kind of stuff. But a morning that I'm having a bad morning, I will get a text from one of you. Hmm. And it keeps me through the day. Um, Scriptures. Um, I've had scriptures sent to me from a lot of you that keep me above water. Um, Hmm. One of the biggest things is that we have a new roof on our house. That roof didn't just minister to Mike and I. But to our families who are not believers, a lot of them aren't, but also to our neighbors. Our neighbors still talk about the people, 28 men up on our roof for two days. (laughs) I had one of my neighbors come and say, you know, Leslie, you know, I'm not a spiritual person. But all weekend, when I saw those people up there, I saw church. I saw church. Um, On hard days... I have God's promises to hold on to. Um, Isaiah 43, 1-2. to He's there with us in the water. He, he loves us because we love him. And he's there no matter how dark things get, how hard things get. He is there for right. us. Um, I'm not going to like... Losing my husband. But. I know God is with me. And I know God has a plan for me. And God doesn't say things are going to be easy. He doesn't He, he doesn't say that. Anywhere in the Bible it's going to be easy. Yeah. But he does say that he's going to be there with you. He will make you strong. Yeah. He does have a plan for you. And in all this darkness in the last two years. I do see a fire. Do I know what it's going to be like? Absolutely not. But my faith and my love with the love that you guys have shown me has grown. And I know there is a purpose. And um, today I live one day at a time with God's grace. He gives us new grace every day. Every day he gives us that new grace. Don't try to figure out the future. Don't try to figure out. There are some days I can't think about tomorrow. I think about today. And I live today. And Mike, Mike, you guys have touched him so much. And um, he talks to, we call his mother the crazy mom. She's just kind of funny, you know. And even <laughs> she has said, just this morning I talked to her, she goes, I'm so glad you and Mike have your church family. I'm so glad you're there. And we love you guys very much. And you have sown a lot of seeds into Mike's life, his salvation, his um, salvation. His how
1: the light is shining and God's in control here. Thank you, Leslie. If
4: I had a paper, it would be shaking. (laughs) I'm glad I don't have a paper. I'm glad I don't have to keep it to two minutes, right? I'll I'll just tap you. Um, My testimony comes with is coupled with tragedy. Um, I lost my husband this year in March, a lot of you know. He was an amazing man, he was an amazing father. And um, he brought us to the Lord. I come from um, a Jewish family and um, he, well, we four wheel, and so we're part of the the four wheeling ministry. And we saw West Side with jeeps all around, and uh, we stopped one day, and um, we came, and they welcomed us. And I feel that I wouldn't have the strength of the Lord if it wasn't for my husband and God. We now give the we, we give all the credit to the Lord, and that was after Zephyr, and Joe was mm. my husband's. Um, you were his sponsor, right? Yes. And um And he always thought that it was the it was the jeeps that brought us here. And it, and it's not. <laughs> <laughs> After Zephyr, he was like it it was God. God brought us to this church. And this church is amazing. And when he passed suddenly, he he passed away of a heart attack and um was not prepared. Didn't know if I could walk again. And the people god's people came and they literally just kind of picked us up and kept us moving like one of those one of those people movers at the airport just kind of just kind of took us and 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 helped us move so that we could walk on our own one day and i know there's probably some believers or non-believers out there that think how are you not mad at god how are you not Questioning him, how how are you not so upset with with him? Why would he take your husband away? And, and I can't. I've never been mad at God. He has my mm. husband, and and if I don't mm. if I don't have God, I feel I don't have my husband. And I always want to have my husband in my heart, and I always want to have God in my heart. And I talk to both of them all the time. Mm. Amen. And um, my my parents, who my dad, who was. Wasn't as crazy about us going to a church um, and then us getting baptized, and he didn't quite understand. And then Jeff passed away, and then he saw you guys, and um, he saw what you guys represented, and you guys represent the Lord, and you represent Him so well. And I prayed at Christmas, I had my parents at my table, and I was able to pray. And and give <laughs> give Almighty, you know, all the credit. And um, it was amazing to have my dad there next to me, and him knowing that um, that I'm going to be okay.
1: Amen. Okay, so. Amen. Okay. <laughs> okay. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Um, Thank you guys so much. There's more. There's many, 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 many more um, that could share um, because the Lord's good and He's always working. I'm going to read a little story that was sent to me uh, this week from a a person that knew the theme of my my preach. And then, then I'll stop and get some instruction. The disciples thought that the angry sea separated them from Jesus. Nay, some of them thought worse than that. They thought that the trouble that had come upon them was a sign that Jesus had forgotten all about them and did not care for them. Oh, dear friend, that is when troubles have a sting, when the devil whispers, God has forgotten you. God has forsaken you. When your unbelieving heart cries, as Gideon cried, if the Lord nearer to you, I'm sorry, if the Lord be with us, why then is all this befallen us? The evil has come upon you to bring the Lord nearer to you. The evil has not come upon you to separate you from Jesus, but to make you cling to. To him more faithfully, more tenaciously, and more simply. That was from F.S. Webster. So what we're going to do, we're going to, um, I just believe the Lord wants to minister. Um, so we're going to um, have a worship song so we can stand. And then after this song, I'm going to come up and I'm going to close the service and then we'll have our last song, okay? So if we just would like to stand. Amen. Father, we thank you uh, that you're with us, Lord, and you'll never forsake us. We thank you, Lord, that you are faithful. Father, help us, Lord, to be a people of, our, of your word, Lord. Remind us, Lord, of our hope in you, of our destiny in you. And, Lord, help us, Father, to walk humbly before you, Jesus. We love you. In your name we pray.